Hello, everyone. My name is John Locke. I'd like to welcome you to the LockingYourSuccess.com Trading Performance Podcast, where it's all about real traders, real problems, and real coaching. And today, I'd like to discuss a common theme that I have with people who would like to become traders so that they can either uh, maybe quit their job or go into retirement and produce an income so they can have some more time freedom and do the things that they'd really like to do and what's more important to them in their lives. Therefore, I thought a great topic for today would be how to trade for a living successfully. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share some information with you from a program we call have called the Trading Triangle. Now, the Trading Triangle is a program that I put together and held in Maui with a group of uh, more experienced options traders about creating a business through trading. And this topic I found so important and so exciting, what I decided to do, or Stephen and I decided to do, Stephen, for those of you who may not know him, is our top options mentor. Stephen and I, and I have put together a webinar for uh, later this month, June 30th at 1 p.m. Eastern, that discusses the three essential elements for creating a successful trading business. This is gonna be a fantastic webinar and I hope that you sign up to take a look at it. It's completely free. There's obviously no risk in coming. Simply uh, take a look for a link in the description and click that link and follow that link and that should bring you there. You could also go to lockinyoursuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E in your success.com. Look for trading courses and then trading performance courses and go down to the trading triangle and you should see a form there where you can register for this special webinar. In the meantime, let me share an excerpt with you from the trading triangle that talks about some things you really should think about before you attempt to go out and trade for a living so that you can maximize your success in trading for a living successfully. So settle in and enjoy the excerpt. So I put together just an example of this guy who has a current income of $100,000. They want to trade an M3 strategy. They have a budget where they think they spend $62.50 a month, and they have a net worth of $500,000, $250,000 cash, $150,000 home equity. We'll go over this in the sheets. So this is what we have as a, a net worth calculator. For people who don't know what net worth is, it's just your, your, um, your assets minus your liabilities. So we come in here, and not only do I want to know this pe the person's net worth, I want to know how it's distributed. Because there's a big difference if somebody's net worth is all tied up in property, or if it's you know, maybe fancy cars, or maybe they have a lot of debts or, or whatever. Not only does that tell us a lot in general, it also tells them a lot of, me a lot about them and about their psychology. I can tell somebody's psychology pretty well just by looking at their net worth sheet. If you take somebody like this, for example, it's somebody who has a lot of cash on hand, but if you look at their current liabilities, they have household debts, they have credit cards, they have a lot of car debt. It's somebody who is significant and, um, and security driven. They have to have the cash, but they have to have the fancy stuff. Because realistically, if they were financially smart, they'd pay off the high interest rate and they wouldn't have the cash and they wouldn't be spending money they don't have. So you can tell people, you can tell a lot of psychologically about people just, just from this, which is pretty cool. But just say he has all this here in cash, it's $150,000. One thing I notice is he has a college fund. Oh, you have children. How much is in his college fund? How much is he gonna have to contribute to that over the next so many years? How old is his kids? And how much of his payment is he actually gonna do? So 
And that may be an expense thing, because remember, it, it will, we'll take the example that he spends 62 50 now, and that he wants to cut it to 5000 So another part of this is when we look at the actual, his actual budget sheet, I want to see if he's, it's reasonable for him to cut his expenses to 5000 then we have investments category, and just to say he has a $100,000 trading account, that's why he, can th he thinks he can go out on his own. Let's say he has uh, uh, real estate as in you know, a house that's worth $295,000 at $25,000 in cars, you know, some recreational vehicle that's $20,000, and he has uh, $345,000 in property. He doesn't have a business right now, so there's nothing there. And retirement, he has 100000 in retirement. Is that adequate for anybody here? Uh, no. So, so right here, I know he's got kids he's going to have to pay for for college. He's got um, serious, serious money he's got to throw into retirement, depending on how old he is and what his goals are. And again, we have to, we have to think that this guy's going to try and live off $5,000 a month. Hmm. All right, anyway, I'm looking at his his current debts, he's got credit card debt, like I said, he's got some household debt. He's got a $150,000 mortgage on his house, which is fairly normal. And he has $20,000 on his automobiles. So he's got 195,000 liabilities, 695,000 in assets, and hey, he really does have a net worth of $500,000, which would be very rare, actually, if I talked to somebody and they told me, hey, they have a net worth of 500,000 and they have 500,000. Anyway, that's that. So next thing we want to look at is what we call their spending plan. This is just, you know, we'll, 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 we'll just put down what they're currently doing. So let's just say this guy makes $100,000 a year. $100,000 a year, let's say he's in a 25% tax bracket, which would be very, very low, because you'd have to do state, local, and income, but he'd probably be more like 30. But let's just say he's got... Uh, you know, a 25% tax bracket. When you take the taxes out, he makes 62.50 a month. If you had 401k benefits, if you had health benefits, he had all this other stuff. You'd have to work that in as well. It would be very, very complicated, and we're just trying to keep things simple. But you should have all that stuff in there, plus any other income you have. This person happens to have a total of 62.50 in income, and if you have 62.50 in income, your spending plan should account for every penny of that income. Not necessarily you're spending it all, but you're saving some of it. But you have a spot earmarked for that money, which you should have anyway. Now we want to see how he spends his money. Well, he gives $50 to charity. He saves $800 a month. He has an IRA contribution. He's $250 on a 401k. He's doing $250 a month in the college fund. And again, the college fund, you, you need to have a defined amount of money you want to get in there by when to see if that's appropriate. For a car replacement fund, you should be putting money away to replace your cars. So at whatever level you're doing. This guy has $25,000 in cars. If he has two cars, it's going to cost him a minimum of ten to 15000 well, probably ten, a minimum of $10,000 a piece for the cars every five years. So that's going to be 20000 every five years, and you have to do that math out. He's not putting enough money away in his car replacement fund unless he wants to really de, you know, start to devalue the cars that he drives or, or drives cheaper cars. You know, what's he putting in savings? You know, $50 a, a month. His total going into savings is $1,435. He has a $1,200 mortgage. Well, he's paying $1,200. Is that the minimum payment? 
or is it, or is he overpaying, right? Because if he's drastically overpaying, I'm think, looking at this in the in the context that he's, he wants to cut his expenses down to five thousand. If he's overpaying his mortgage, then maybe you could cut some out of there, but he's not. It's minimum payment. We have repairs and upgrades. So if you own a house, if you actually own a house, it costs a significant money to repair stuff. You've got a roof that goes bad, you know, it's 15 grand. You've got a heating system that goes bad, it's 15 grand for the most part. So $130 a month for repairs on a house for long-term repairs, it's no ways near enough. So I'm looking at that saying, well, he's going to have to uh, put more money away than that. And we do this because I don't want to get somebody in a trading business and have them cut all their expenses to the minimum thinking that they're actually paying their bills and then three years down the road their house needs a roof and they need a new car and they can't pay for it and they have to borrow for it. Right? Because then they have another payment and, and they, they didn't build their trading account and they just, they're lost at that point. They have to go back and do their job. So we want to make sure people are set up for success with this. Then we got our utilities here. I just want to see if they're appropriate, and they are here. You know, can he cut any expenses out of here? Probably not. Cable TV is one thing that you can cut you most of the time. That's a, usually $100, but that's nothing, that's not a significant amount. I will get the, I look at their grocery bills and what they're spending at restaurants. You know, is that absorbent or is it at a minimum? Can he cut money from that? Can he save? If you have a family, $400 a month and 190 at restaurants is nothing. So we can't cut anything out of there. We take a look at what are their what what are their auto expenses? Two hundred dollars a month in a car loan, one hundred fifty dollars a month in another car loan. We got yeah, repair a repair budget. Two hundred twenty dollars a month for two cars is a very low repair budget unless they're new cars. Uh, so he's not cutting anything out of that. Gas expenses, tolls, parking—that's what they are. And then we get down to here too with our insurances, and we already talked about health insurance. If you're paying $800 a month now, you need to understand what you're going to be paying. Not only what you're paying for your premium, but what are you going to be paying for your deductibles and how much money do you have to have set aside so you can make sure that you can pay all your health-related health expenses, your dental visits, your eye vision visits, you know, and anything, prescriptions, anything that goes wrong. So all that needs to be put in here. It needs to make sense just to make sure we have a real grasp, not only on what you actually spend every month, but what you have to put away to take care of your longer-term expenses. And then, you know, recreation. And we all need some recreation here. Some people want to go to Hawaii. I don't know. You know, how much are you spending uh, for entertainment every month? What do you, you know, what's your club memberships look like? How much are you putting away for your vacations? And again, all this stuff is very reasonable. Then I look at my credit card bills and you know, see what he's paying for credit cards and you know, what his minimums are. He has an issue anyway, this particular person, because he has a lot of credit card debts and a lot of cash. And if you have that, you're kind of foolish from a financial standpoint. Paying 22% on your money to have cash in the bank is not very smart. Anyway, that's essentially what a spending plan looks like. And, I, and, uh, and you know, we get more uh, very in-depth with people when we actually talk to them and fill this out, make sure everything is set up the way that it should be, uh, as well as that. Is there any questions on net worth and spending plans? Very good. So from what I see here, right, if, we had a, if, if I had a trader or, or we're looking at a trader and he tells me that he's going to cut his expenses from $62.50 to $5,000, do you think he can do it with this type of, with what is his situation here? 
there, there's, there's really no freaking way. But we'll pretend that he can, just so that we can move on. Now that we have a clear idea what his situation is, we want to know what our trading system is capable of making. So let's look at that. So if you've been on my website or you've seen some stuff, you've probably seen uh, what I, I make projections for what trades are going to make. So if we go to this one, I have something like this. I have an M3 trade and I have a theoretical, this is completely theoretical. I say I'm doing a high probability trade, it's probably going to win, right? and this is like if I was developing a trading system. I have a high probability, probability trade, it's probably going to win 9 times out of 12. I have a 10% profit target, I have a 10% maximum loss. If I hit 9 full targets and 9 full losses, then I'm going to have win 60, I'm going to win 90%, I'm going to lose 30%, I'm going to end up with 60% for the year. Over time, that's, if you're trading it properly, that's actually remarkably close. We know they don't come in that way. We know they come in, you know, our, our losses are usually smaller. Sometimes we take more, sometimes we take less. But over time, they actually usually, they usually level out to something like that. So if I took 100% of a $100,000 portfolio, for example, and I had nine wins and three losses, I would make 60% or $60,000, or that's $5,000 a month. Yahoo, I'm a full-time trader now. But that's not enough. We want to make sure we have some sort of historical results. What I would like to see is historical results from somebody, from somebody doing the same process for 10 years. You were never going to find it, because it's just not, it's not, not realistic. But I would like to see at least a couple of years of results, see how they're doing, and then we'd have to fill in with backtrading results, and of course they would have to be properly educated on how to properly backtest and make sure they're backtesting correctly, and that the way they would actually trade to make sure that that would accommodate that. For this example, and if I was doing backtesting, I'd want to do at least 10 years, assuming I can, I can, right? Some of the people use weeklies, and you can't backtest the weeklies, but you should be able to get something close. Um, I'm just going to take the four years we've done the website trades. The M3 website trade. It was 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015. Those results were 51.6, 22.2, 89.2, .2, and 65.3. If we average those out, that averages 57 percentish. Pretty close to theoretical. Not quite enough, though. So the next question that comes out of their mouth is, well, why don't I just trade with more money? Well, he has more money, right? So let's, let's look at that question. Let me go back to my PowerPoint here. My first question I ask myself is, how much can this person trade with where he has a reasonable chance of success? And I'm not talking reasonable chance of success from an income point of view. I'm talking about a reasonable chance of success from a risk point of view. So, this person, he has $500,000 net worth, he has $250,000 in cash, he wants to cut his expenses to $5,000 a month. How much can he, he trade with from a risk standpoint? Well, it's going to depend on the type of trading. If we're doing our type of trading, where it's high probability trading, and he's a responsible trader, and he's got a stop loss in 10, of 10%, I'd say at $100,000 from a straight risk 
potential to to an absolute maximum of 150,000. I wouldn't put any more than that into a trading system in this particular case. The next question is, well, how much can I expect to make? And like I said, we just kind of went over that. On a good year, maybe 90, a bad year, 20, an average 57. Uh, that's not enough. Why can't I trade with more? Well, whether you can trade with more or whether you should trade with more are two completely different subjects. Yeah, he could trade with more. He could use the rest of his cash. Right, he has 250 cash. He could mortgage his house for $100,000. He could trade with $350,000. He could do that. But should he? Well, that depends. You know, I, uh, when I started my first business, I was probably 23, 24 years old. And I had opened a auto repair shop. Sherry, our net worth was probably 10 grand at the time. And we put every single penny we had. We had to make money from day one. That was a risk. But it was a very educated risk. My dad and I, uh, or my dad was in the car business. I grew up in the car business. I was working at gas stations when I was 12 before I was legally able to do so. I worked at car dealerships in, all through my teens. And I worked for, uh, I went to technical school and I worked for a local repair shop in the area before, and, and I knew the, the area. In other words, I completely knew the business. I knew the area. I knew everything about it. I decided to go for it. So I risked everything. But it was a very educated risk. If you compare that to, you know, what's your experience trading? Are you somebody who's been trading for a couple of years? Are you new to options? Or did you grow up in the financial business? Do you, you know, do you have 20 years of solid history trading your trade, trading your strategies, and making a certain amount of income? If you have that kind of a background, and you're, you're an entrepreneurial type person, and you're maybe a younger age, then you're willing to risk everything and living out on the street, then yeah. Don't let me hold you back. I mean, people make, you know, they, they, they become billionaires doing that, taking risks like that. And it's appropriate for some people. But for the vast majority of us, it is not. So this is going to be situationally dependent. If you have a family and you're relying on this as your only source of income, and you're not that familiar with trading, doing this, trading with more than $100,000 for this guy would be completely irresponsible. Completely irresponsible. So it's very situationally dependent. But I would say for most people in this situation, if they're going to trade, they're probably in the $100,000 range. Oh, in that particular situation, that's, that's it, with these types of strategies. If you're doing swing trading, day trading, it's different. You'd be trading with actually much less. <clears throat> but this type of strategy, that is a, is a fairly good guideline. And most of the time when we sit down with people, it generally runs out to about 20% of your net worth. Not all the time, but most of the time, uh, as far as a, a planned capital number. So now we want to know is what is a business going to look like from a cash flow standpoint? It's one thing to look at it and say, well, you know, I'm going to make $5,000 a month. And it's another thing to look at it for what it really is. 
periods of dryness, periods of, of, uh, of doing very well. So you want to know what it looks like because one of the major reasons for that is because your psychology. Pure going into this adventure saying I'm going to quit my job and make $5,000 a month trading and you don't realize that you might lose $15,000 your first three months, that's a problem because that's reality. It's very realistic that might happen. So I'm going to make a, uh, my pretend little example here and what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my actual website trade results and I'm going to apply that to what would have happened if we opened up our trading business. Okay, I'm going to stop here for now. Make sure you join our special webinar at the end of the month. That's June 30th at 1 p.m. Eastern on the three essential elements needed for a successful trading business. It's going to be a fantastic presentation. Again, if you'd like to sign up for or register for this free webinar, this is a full-on webinar. It'll be at least an hour and is going to be a ton of information in there. If you have any interest in aspiring for freedom from your job or going into retirement and producing a reliable income through trading. And again, to sign up for that, simply check, check for a link in the description below or go to lockinyoursuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E in your success.com. Click on trading courses, trading performance courses, and go down to the trading triangle. It tells you all about the program itself, and it'll have a registration form that you can fill out to make sure you get this powerful information. Also, while you're there, be sure to check out our trading performance membership and register to receive any update that we have regarding the trading performance podcast, free webinars, and our trading performance membership so that you too can skyrocket your trading and produce fantastic results in your life. Thank you for joining me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next Trading Performance Podcast, and then on our special webinar, The Three Essential Elements for a Successful Trading Business. Thank you, and we'll see you soon.